glad you're here. I uh, was thinking about the message, uh, getting ready for today, and I said, you know what? I had uh, two funerals this week, and in doing so, one of them, uh, the man that was supposed to uh, be in charge, the other pastor that I was doing it with, he was supposed to be in charge. I was supposed to just help him. And we got up there, and uh, he said, well, I'm going to sing a couple of songs, and then just do your thing, he said. And so I got up and preached. I always preach. If I get a chance to preach, I want to give a plan of salvation. I had to, several years ago, I had a man come up to me, and I had preached a funeral, and I, I preached about how people get saved and going to go to heaven with me. He come up to me, and he said, you are not to do such a thing as that. It's a funeral service is tell people they need to go to heaven instead of hell and so on. I said, but that's the best place in the world to preach the gospel. If people didn't need it that time. Amen? And uh, I, I just, this morning I was thinking about it last night. I said, you know what we need? We need just a simple gospel. And I, I want to show you just the, the one of the simplest messages I think I've ever preached or ever will preach is found in Mark chapter 10. And if you'll turn there, just a simple plan of God's salvation. Uh, Mark chapter 10. Remember something when you read in the Bible. Every illustration, every story, everything that uh, God uses in His Word is for a purpose. It's not just about a blind man being healed of his blindness. It has to do with God's plan of salvation. Everything does. I go all the way back to the ark. The ark is God's plan of salvation. And uh, just everything that God gives a story in the Bible, He's showing you uh, in picture type or illustration type what He's giving you in word type about His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and how to come to Him for salvation. Here's another one of those stories. Beginning in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as He went out of Jericho with His disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timotheus, sat by, sat by the wayside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good courage, rise, he calleth thee. And he cast away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few moments, if there's anyone listening or anybody sitting today under the a hearing of the Word of God, that you would let them see clearly your plan of salvation. There are certain things that every one of us have to do when it comes to this matter of salvation. You do the salvation. You do the saving. We can't help you there. But Lord, there's certain things that we need to do to come to you. Just like this blind man. 
And I pray, dear God, you help us to understand it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to show you how anyone comes to Christ for the salvation of the soul. There's seven steps you want to give you. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Then, in this miracle here uh, of John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, Jesus in Mark chapter 10 is given a picture of that. There are steps to Christ. How does a sinner come to the Lord Jesus Christ? How must you and I come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Number one, you must come to Jesus in the consciousness of your need. Bartimaeus had two great needs in his life. First, he was blind. Secondly, the Bible says he was poor. Now, in other words, he couldn't work for it. Did you know that 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, The natural man understands not the things of God? How can an unsaved man do anything then to be saved? He don't even know what God demands of him to be saved. He don't understand God. He don't understand God's way of salvation. So the natural man, the unsaved man, don't know what to do. So he can't work for it. So this man here, this blind man, was not only blind, but he was poor. He couldn't work, so he couldn't work for his salvation. Blind and poor describes every human being, every sinner without Christ. We're all spiritually blind until Jesus opens our eyes. The natural man understands not the thing to God. Uh, have you ever tried to take the Bible and take a lost person and show them all the things of God? Well, you're wasting your time. They can't see that. What you got to do to take a, a sinner that's not saved, you've got to first of all understand, you've got to get him saved to get him to understand the things of God. So Barnabas was poor, and his condition, he was blind. A lady went to her poor pastor of her church and said, I've been coming to church for 50 years, and I've only just realized I'm a sinner needing a Savior. I've heard you speak to sinners in the church, and I've always wondered who in the world could be present, but now I see I am the sinner that Jesus came to save. Amen? Now, the first step you must take then, if you would come to Jesus, you must come in the consciousness of your own deep personal need. Isn't it strange? that you can get up and you can preach that we're all sinners and you can say uh, what sinners are and, and things. And everybody said, boy, I wonder who he's talking to. Is somebody in here that bad? Is anybody in here does all them crazy things that the preacher's always talking about? Yeah, every one of us. Amen. I need to save you just like you need to save you. Everybody needs a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you'll never come to Jesus for salvation until you'll see your need. You need to be saved. Secondly, you must come to Jesus just as you are. Notice blind Barnabas could do nothing to improve his own condition. The story is told of an artist who wanted an unkept beggar to sit for a, for a special picture he was painting. He searched the city until he found just the man, a poor fellow who was unshaven and dirty. He asked the man to come to his studio on the following day, and he paid him a little money in advance. The man went straight to the public baths 
and cleaned himself up. He shaved the stubble off his chin, combed his hair, brushed up his clothes, and went and presented himself to the artist's studio. Uh, the painter was aghast. I wanted you just as you were, not trying to clean him all up. We sing an old hymn that uh, tells it like it is. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to, gee, to thee whose blood can cleanse every spot. O Lamb of God, I come. Amen. Did you know that's the only way you can come to Jesus just like you are? I've had, I had a man come forward one Sunday. I was preaching and he came forward and I went down. I said, sir, why did you come today? And he said, I come, I want to be saved. And uh, he began to tell me, uh, I said, sir, all you have to do is ask the Lord to save you. Like the Bible says, I went through it with him. He said, now, preacher, i got to go in. He said, i got to go pay my bills. And he said, i go get everything, get right for my wife. And i got to get my family straightened out. And he told me all the things that he had to go do before he could accept Christ as a Savior. I said, no, you don't. You come just as you are. God begins on the inside and cleanse you out on cleanse you from the outside then. He worked from the inside out, not the outside in. Amen. You don't come to Jesus all cleansed up and say, Lord, I'm a cleansed guy now, save me. No. You come in your sins just as you are. Blind Bartimaeus come to Jesus and just as he was. He was blind. He needed help. And that's the only way you could come to Jesus. Number two. Number three, you must come to Jesus in spite of every discouragement. I want you to notice something. When Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus for help, people nearby, the Bible says, charged him that he should hold his peace. Yet the Bible says he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. People today, some say they're your friends, and they'll tell you, you don't need to be saved. You don't need to, uh, Jesus. Some will tell you, all you have to do is the best you can. You'll be all right. But remember this, please. Jesus is the only one that can forgive sins. And He's the only one who has the right to say, Thy sins are forgiven thee. First John 1, 7. Barnabas recognized this. It's just that simple. Did you know what? you got to come in spite of somebody. You know what? The devil uses a great deal in a crowd in church when you give an invitation. He'll use this thing. If I go forward, somebody's going to think bad things of me. They're going to make fun of me. That's not true. Did you know that every church member that's born again wants you to be saved? And they're praying that you be saved? But the devil's tool is he wants to discourage you from coming. And he'll use people to do it. Number four, you must come to Jesus when He called you. I want you to look at verse 49. And Jesus stood still. I read that a while ago and it brought me to tears. What does it take for Jesus to stand still? Think about that. You know what it takes? Just one sinner wanting Him. That's all it takes. And Jesus stood still and commanded Him to be called. And they called a blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Then look at verse 50. And he casted away his garments, rose, and came to Jesus. You know what that means? That means Barnabas come immediately when Jesus called him. 
Hebrews chapter 12 verse 25 says, Now is the time. Proverbs 27 verse 1, Boast not thyself tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So the fourth uh, thing when you step to Jesus is, uh, come to Jesus when He calls you. Don't try to go another day. I, I, I could write a book on the number of people that I'm through my ministry over the years that have told me, Preacher, one of these days I'm going to get saved. Preacher, I'm going to come back next Sunday and I'm going to get saved. I've dealt with people in the hospital that said, Preacher, now I, I don't want to get saved here in the hospital. I'm going to come to church one day and get saved. The only problem is they never made it. They never made it. You know when you come to Jesus? When He's dealing with your heart. When He speaks to you. That's when you come to Jesus. Number five, you must come to Jesus not letting anything stop you. Look at verse 50. And He casting away His garments rose and came to Jesus. The Bible says Barnabas cast away His loose clothes and came to Jesus. That symbolizes repentance and faith. We are to turn from everything that will hinder us and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? All our sins, all our responsibilities, all our fears, uh, what other will keep you from coming to Jesus? Turn away from it. In other words, don't let anything keep you from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Amen? Number six, you must come to Jesus and ask Him to save you. Verse 51, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou have me? What did I should do unto thee? The blind man saith unto him, Lord, that I might receive a thousand dollars. No. That I might walk. No. That I might receive my sight. Amen. You get this. A lot of people, you know what they want to do? It's like a man coming to my office one time. He literally drug his wife by the hand in my office. Now, preacher, you get her straightened out. She's got to rem- she got to mind me. The Bible says and so on. And I said, sir, we need to start with you. Amen. Amen. We need to get you straightened out. And I talked with him a while. I'll do anything to keep my wife. And he grabbed me by the legs, so he had me on his knees, and said, "I'll ask the Lord to save me if that's what it takes to keep my wife." I got news for you. He didn't get saved. He just wanted his wife back. Amen. Now, I want you to know something. If you're going to come to Jesus, you're going to have to come to Him and ask Him your need. What do you need? You need to be saved. Listen to me very carefully. Barnabas simply asked Jesus to give him his sight. That was his need. Any sinner needs to be saved. You don't come to Jesus needing salvation and ask Him to help you to quit smoking or quit drinking or quit cursing or quit cheating or quit everything in the world. A sinner needs salvation from sin. I'm amazed that a pastor not far from here. I helped him start his church. I went back to see him. I said, I mean, you haven't saved now. And he said, I don't have them saved per se as you have saved now, preacher, anymore. I said, what are you talking about? Anybody one way to have people say. He said, oh no, we invite Catholics and Methodists and everybody to come and join the church and then we teach them uh, God's plan of salvation. I said, ain't one thing wrong with that. You can't teach a dead man anything. Right. you got to get him saved first. 
You got to get him born again first. He's got to see his need first. You don't know your need until you come to Jesus. Listen, Romans ten nine, that if thou shalt confess thy with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart of God raise him from the dead thou shalt be saved that's your need Romans 10.13 whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved it's like I, I, I got to lead a man's Lord here a while back and he's dying he's got cancer and I asked his wife could I go in the house and talk to your husband and she said I wish you would I went in and he said to you sitting there by himself and I was trying to explain the plan of salvation to him. And he said, now, Pastor, I have two brothers as preachers. And they're up in uh, West Virginia mountains. He said, do you believe in handling rattlesnakes? I said, only if God tells me to. But God ain't telling me to. Amen. <laughs> and I said, I talked with him. We laughed there sat there and talked. And uh, I said, sir... What you what you got to understand is that God has given you the plan, His plan for salvation. Now it's up to you to take it. You've got to ask Him to save your soul. That's how simple it is. God's done done all the work. Amen. Has nothing to do with rattlesnakes. Has nothing to do with any great thing that you can do. It has to do with do you believe what Jesus has already done for you on Calvary. And if you believe that, will you take that? Listen again, if you would, please, to verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that thou shalt do unto thee? The blind man said to him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. You know how you come to Jesus for salvation? Lord, I need to be saved from my sins. That's what you come to Jesus for. And you don't have to name them all off. He already knows them. Amen? All you have to do is come to Him and say, Lord, I'm a dirty, rotten old sinner. I talked to a man one day and he said, I ain't a bad person now, preacher. I pay my bills and, and I treat my wife and family good. And you're talking like I'm just a dirty, rotten old man. I said, that's exactly right. And until you get to that place that you're the dirtiest human being on the face. Paul said, I'm a chief of sinners. Paul, one of the greatest preachers in all the Word of God. And yet he said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. And until you come to the place that you see yourself as low as, the, as you can get without Christ Jesus, you're not in the place of salvation. You've got to come to Him and say, Lord, I need salvation. And then Jesus stands still. You must come to Jesus and accept His great salvation by faith and follow Him. Look at verse 52. And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You know what I have trouble with? I've led a lot of people on the streets to quote scripture with me, to pray with me. I've led a lot of people in the hospital, in the homes, and everywhere else over the years to save in faith, and they ask the Lord to save them. But anybody that don't see the need of being scripturally baptized, scripturally getting in a church, 
scripturally serving the Lord. Scripturally following the Lord. You know what I find in every time somebody gets saved in the Bible? Every time God does a miracle for somebody in the Bible, you know what I find? Immediately they follow Him. Immediately they follow Him. I was led a man to the Lord one day and I said, now you need to come on and follow the Lord in believers' baptism. He said, I'll pray about it. I said, sir, show me that in the Bible. I want to do what the Bible tells you to do. Show me anywhere in the Bible that anybody gets saved has to pray about following the Lord in believers' baptism. Do you know what the Great Commission is? Go ye there into all the world and teach them and get them saved and scripturally baptize them in the name of the Lord. you know what that is? That's your profession of your faith before the world. And you know what Jesus said? He said, if you don't confess me before the world, I ain't confessing you before my Father in heaven. You know what that water baptism up there is? It's nothing in the world but your confession of your faith. I believe that Jesus died and was buried and rose again, and that's what you're showing a picture of. And anybody comes along and says, well, I got saved by the grace of God, but I don't need to be baptized. I wondered, you really get saved? Did you really trust Christ? Now, I'm not saying baptism saves you. I'm just saying, I know one thing, nobody had to beg me to get baptized. Nobody had to beg me to read the Bible. And nobody had to beg me to pray. And nobody had to beg me to tithe and give to the Lord. It just come natural. Why? Because Jesus did something great for me. He saved my soul. And I believe with all my heart, brother, when you get really genuine, born again, you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow Him. Seven steps to Christ. Just as simple as it can be. See, you need. If you don't need to be saved, why come? Amen? I need Christ. I know I'm not fit for heaven on my own. I need to be made fit for heaven. i got a need. I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Here's a blind man. Can you imagine this? I love this every time I read it. Listen to this. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, and he cried the more a great deal. Every time I read that, I think to myself, he's blind. Yonder comes somebody that can heal him of his blindness. And he cries out, Have mercy on me. Give me my sight. And somebody says, Shh, be quiet, you're going to disturb your body. It's sort of like a Methodist church. Years ago, I, I used to pitch fast pitch softball, and I was pretty good at it. I pitched one no hitter one time, but they wanted me to be on the team for the uh, First Methodist Church. and and uh, they had a good team, and I wanted to be on that team. They said, but now, Mr. Strunny, if you're going to play for our church, you got to come to church at least once a month to play for our team. I don't have a problem with that. I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. I didn't know the Lord. What do I care about church? And so I went to church, and I sat there, and, and they come in, and they sit down, you know, in church, and You don't hear the leave of the Bible being turned. And they sing a little monotone. And the preacher gets up like this and looks straight ahead and prays, you know. And don't even bow his head or nothing. I go into a Sunday school room and they sit there and, and they go over 
uh, how we played ball last week. And they said, now let's go out on the front porch and have a smoke. And I thought to myself, this is church? Shh. Be quiet. Don't disturb nobody. You know what? I, I, I run into this a great deal. Preacher, why are you shouting? Why are you hollering and carry on? Why are you preaching against hell and carry on and make a noise? Because I want to wake somebody up. I want somebody to holler out. Uh, Lord, help my blindness. Oh, you listen to this guy. You hear him screaming? Lord, I'm blind. Say, heal my blindness. Shh. And he cried out the more. Amen. And just kept on crying. And I'll guarantee you this. When you see your need for salvation, there ain't nothing going to stop you. Come on to Jesus. He's the one who can do it. How simple. Just a simple plan of God's salvation. Here's a blind man. It shows the whole plan of God's salvation. See, you need. Come to the one that can cure you. He'll do it. He never asked him for one thing. He didn't ask him how much money you're going to give me. He didn't ask me how many times you're going to come to church. He didn't tell me. He didn't ask him how many times you read your Bible, how much you eat and didn't eat, or anything else you did. He asked him for one thing. What can I do for you? Heal me my blindness. You know what a sinner has to do? What can you do for me, Lord? What can I do for you? You got to tell him. Lord, I need cleansing. Will you cleanse me? You'll do it. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your simple plan of salvation. I don't know how many tracts over the years that we've handed out. God's simple plan of salvation. And it is so simple because you've already done all the work. You've done everything that needs to be done for any sinner to be cleansed of their sins. And I pray that somebody will just stop right where they're at and call on Jesus. And it's amazing to me, every time I read this story, can you imagine that any sinner all over the world right now, any sinner that will turn their hearts to Christ, Jesus stops and listens to that one calling upon him. And he will answer thee and show them great and mighty things that they know not. Bless us as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing some, please. Turn to page 40. Page 40. I'll give you a moment. Page 40. Everybody help me with it. 